From the quotes book quotes that you book. can find at inelevents.com. Yeah, you can buy the physical book. Yes, you can. Yeah, or you can go to the digital one yeah. if you scroll down to the bottom and uh, say quotes right there. Yeah, today. Yeah. And I think there's also a quotes.inelevents.com. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's quotes.inelevents.com. But if you go to inelevents.com, scroll, scroll to down. the bottom, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get your message. Okay, what's the message for us? It's a very appropriate one because today, you know, we want to talk about channeling, channeling stuff, information, channeled information, channeled information. Yeah, this quote today is, we all have the right, rather, we all have a right to choose the nature of communication we have with others. Mm, Very, very appropriate. Yeah. What do you mean? What does this, what does this message even mean? We have a right to choose the nature of communication we have with others. Well, um, within the context of when that was written, it Mm -hmm. meant that if somebody comes to you with an invitation to low-frequency engagement, it is your choice whether to say yes and fight with them, argue with them or whatever, or to say no and walk away or change the, the frequency of that communication completely. And respond with the frequency that you want. That you want to communicate with. with. Mm -hmm. Ah, nice. Yeah, I did that just the other day. Mm hmm. Yep, you did. And yeah, it was rather lower frequency engagement invitation, and I, I just responded with the answer to the invitation that I would have preferred to receive, I guess. You know, can you talk about it, or is it like confidential? Well, it's not, it's not super confidential. It's just the my auntie occasionally will text me. Oh, and oftentimes yes. <laughs> it seems like in the weekend evening, so mm-hmm. I think that could be uh, not the you know what the word is, drunk dialing. Yes, yeah. drunk texting. Yeah. So occasionally those are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, not the right, not super highest frequency. I'd say. Like very low. A lot of victim aggressor stuff in very, it occasionally. Yeah. I got it. So. uh I answered it as if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the, and the rest of the conversation went fine. <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised because last time I tried that, I did that. I really didn't get any answer. Right, but at least it's something. <laughs> and then right. a week later, I tried it again on a different different text, and you know, the answer was more more in the like we came to neutral. Yeah. Came a little to neutral. Yeah. There wasn't any more victim aggressor in it. That's good. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, an example of picking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It turned out, you know, ignoring it wasn't actually effective either. Right. It just seemed like ignoring it was... Um, aggraviating. Aggraviating it, yeah. yeah. Inst- and like instigating more. Yeah. Because it, w- it pushed, right? It was a communication that, in a sense, um, aligned with the victim 
energy of the posts. Right. Of the, of the, of the texts. Yeah, because it's, yeah, you abandoned me, you don't care about yeah, me, yeah, you yeah. used me, and so now you you're it, even giving me a truck, like... and you're supposed to give me a truck, and <laughs> yeah. now you just used me and ignored me, blah, blah, yeah. So if you do ignore her, yeah, it's validating that, and she becomes even more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what this quote is about, and with the context of what we would like to talk about today, which is channeled information, um, the nature of that communication indeed is very dependent on us, but also the interpretation of information we get when channeling information, how we interpret that is very much dictated by our own predisposition and frequency. I've seen that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> channeled information. If you don't know what channeled information is, well, how would you describe it? Because I've I've been to a few, um, like uh, not like a seance, but a gathering, and there would be a channeler there, and the mm -hmm. channeler would uh, um, basically go from talking like we're talking right now, and they're just like regular old Tom, Dick, or Harry, just, uh-huh, mm -hmm. and we talk about stuff. Okay, hold on a second. And then they go, close their quiet, and they change their... Frequency, frequency persona. somehow, persona, yeah. somehow they would meditate for a moment, or they'd mm -hmm. be quiet, or they'd go inside. Sometimes their accent changes, sometimes some their voice changes. Something yeah, coming to through. go from their present state, like we are at, normal mm -hmm. state of talking to, an altered personality, what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Like Abraham Hicks, yes, Hester, <clears throat> and uh, a few others. And then they will begin... A conversation and in the conversation when it's a real-time conversation the information that they would uh, share is information that you wouldn't uh, imagine they have access to on a normal basis mm -hmm. and it would be information that you have probably never heard before or if you have heard it before it's only because you probably listen to a lot of channeled information right. otherwise it'd be like what i never heard anything like that before Mm -hmm. Or if it's in response to a personal question, they would seem to have access to information that you didn't share and they had mm -hmm. no way of accessing. It's like a broader awareness set. But also, if you listen to um, much channel information, you find proclamations that are grandiose sometimes and seem to be, mm, well, foretelling events in the future that honestly, in my experience, don't ever seem to come to pass, despite, mm. like, super high-quality information up to a point of a proclamation. Mm. It's like there's a relationship that's um, established and a line of um, data that's, like, very, very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and resonant, even. And it goes down this trail, and after a month or two or three, maybe even a year, because some of these are really long conversations, there'll be a Oh my God, you have got to sit down because now the world's going to end on Tuesday at three o'clock mm -hmm. unless you X, Y, Z or whatever, you know. And then on Tuesday at three, oh, we postponed it. Yes, it always gets postponed, <laughs> it gets canceled, it gets shifted, it gets changed yeah. all the way up to there. And then it goes for about, mm, I've seen it go for another few months of postponements, postponements. Even the channeler saying, I'm not going to channel them anymore because they're lying. 
mm-hmm. obviously, since none of these things are coming true. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a month or so later, they can't resist and they go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I don't trust you anymore. You have to prove you're who you say you are. They don't prove it and they continue. Yes, that kind of a thing. And so, some people have been waiting for one of the, some of these things since the 1960s or 20s. <laughs> They're still waiting for whatever to happen, like the mass landing of UFOs and whatnot, right? Right, right. So... When I think of it and I say channeled information, there's several different kinds of interactions with it. The interaction uh, where you have a story, a storyline, and a long, like here's the history, real history of the world, here's what really went on. Those ones are a long conversation with a channeled group or an individual. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're not like the the, the nine, the council of nine, or the Egyptian gods, or... alien group of Pleiadians or on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of different groups would like say they are the author of this channeled information mm-hmm. and the channeler has managed to tap into them through their diligence and their work or their openness to mm-hmm. um, receive the communication that everybody would receive it if only they would, you know, get to that same frequency, whatever it might be. Or, often the case is, that human is a human born from that group and they have a special connection that allows them to you know share their share their communications that's one kind and then another kind is where you can literally just have a back and forth conversation like uh, abraham hicks Mm -hmm. does and that was she said she's part of that group too right but not as uh you know evolved or whatever she says it right Right. In her daily life. Yeah. So there are a little bit kind of a different interaction. I don't, different intent even. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing Abraham Hicks saying any day, Tuesday or Wednesday, the world was going to end. Or, no, that's true. I never heard that. I've never heard her bring mm. that to be. So she was always a, um, I want to have a conversation to alter the way that you interact with the world mm-hmm. or yeah. um, adjust the way you interact with the world so that you're in their words more of a high frequency right okay so those different channeled aspects right yes what the heck is going on because I mean when you get caught up in one of those you are totally hook, line, and sinker, loving every single second of it. Oftentimes to the, you know, you will minimize anything that doesn't uh, resonate. You'll just maximize and really latch on to what does resonate. Mm. It's like um, we're here on the planet to live in um, harmony with each other kind of a message. And we should uh, gather in groups and uh, meditate and, you know, share our suppers and uh, raise our frequencies and that, you know all good message all good stuff and then at some point or other not always but more often than not there'll be a a big day mm-hmm. <clears throat> that needs prepared for or a big event mm-hmm. the event I'm sure you've heard of the event mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one is the event but there's this been a lot of the events I know it's been a lot yeah. Um, Why is that? What is going on with all that? It seems like it uh, it gets you all hyped, hoped, all hyped and hoped up on hopium, 
and uh, it does seem like it gets your frequency and your attention and your intention all pointed in the right direction, but it seems like it gets hijacked. At some point, yeah. Mm, my experience with channelers hasn't been that broad. No? No. I've had um, situations where individuals that I've known, mystics that I've known, channel information from different what they call councils and things. And that's interesting, and I scan it, and I try it, and I look at it. And what I have found, uh, there was one particular lady who uh, was in the same event that I was, uh, one of the speakers, and she was channeling several collectives. Um, one of them was the fairies, another one was an alien species. And oh, yeah, I remember was, her. Yeah, and she, what shocked and surprised me was that as she was pu- uh, pulling in the different collectives into her body and allowing them to speak through her. They were actually there. Yeah. They were actually there. And I could hear and feel the communication in my mind before she would open her mouth and say the exact same things, express the exact same images and information that I was seeing that they were putting out. So I thought, wow, she's genuine, you know, really genuine. And I liked a lot her a lot, and I talked about her, and she, her audience exploded, exploded when I talked about her and everything goes well and good until she got really hijacked by the whole um, political system in the US oh, and yeah. she followed one of the... Burner. Yeah, and I, kept, I said you know, you know you, you be aware this is a trap there is no good guy or bad guy they're just a, it's a, it's a play yeah. right? it's, it's all made up is reality TV, you know, reality TV is fully scripted. So don't go in the, into that hole. Don't don't get sucked into that because that's going to pollute everything. And it's going to just take your, your attention away from what you are doing, which is channeling all these amazing pe- entities and people and information. Mm-hmm. She didn't listen. No, no, no. No. So I kind of dropped her, you know. It's like, no, I'm not going to feed that anymore because she's being fully hijacked. So that's one way in which a person like that can be hijacked. They're not necessarily full of wisdom themselves. And it's one of the things that, I mean, all these entities, I don't know if they were telling her, don't do it or whatever, but something got in there and told her to do it. So the hijacking part is very easy to happen. It can happen very easily. And I've seen it over and over and over again, how people can get hijacked when channeling information. And there's some channeling works that are very, very famous, and they're absolutely amazing. And then at some point, either the person dies or they st- some of them have just stopped. But a lot of the time, they just get hijacked. And I remember there was one guy I read about, and I was reading his channeled information, and I thought, this is absolute BS. This is all hijacked, I, I thought to myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I dropped him, and about five years later, he came up, he, he had gone away for a while, stop the channelings and then he came back and said ignore everything I've said up to this point it was all bullshit and it was all <laughs> hijacked and now I can see that the responsibility of this is enormous and I had been hijacked and this is why and he actually delineated everything that I'd seen about his channeling information mm-hmm. all the hijackings that he'd had and he was totally against it like you know uh, against channeling and the pitfalls of and how a person can get hijacked when they're channeling and yeah like you said 95% of the information is can be pure and absolute and people resonate with it Mm -hmm. 
So when the false information starts coming in, people ignore it, but it goes in subconsciously and then, well, everything else has been right. This must be right too. They give away their authority, right? Right. And <clears throat> I remember uh, some of the time that I was interested in a lot of this channeled stuff, you wrote uh, something along the lines to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they, If they're hijacked, just throw the whole damn thing out. Yes. Ignore it all. Ignore it all. Just throw it away. And, it's uh, not really worth for a person to put themselves in that situation of not knowing, right, what is right, what is wrong, what is accurate, what isn't. Uh, if you've taken the truth, the truthing class that I gave, you have a better chance of figuring out the baby from the bathwater because then, especially if you do all the exercises and train yourself around it, and you can find that at ininelliavents.com in the store. Um, so you, you, you do have a chance to get it right. But if you haven't done it, chances are you won't be able to. So it's not really worth that risk, really. Yeah, it's, the risk is, you know, the risk is basically <clears throat> what happens to someone who becomes interested in this information mostly is they become very, very, very enthusiastic about it. And oftentimes they start to share it with their friends and family. Mm -hmm. And there are some of their friends and family that think, mm, that's interesting. Other ones like, oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> you know, so it's like a, it's a bit of a push or you just become very, very enamored. And then you start to shut out everyone around you who's mm -hmm. going to think you're crazy because you're listening to this stuff, maybe. And uh, you get into another group of people, maybe. And it gets to that point where uh, it's hijacked. Yes. And at the hijack point, you are probably fully involved and you're like, oh, I don't know about that, but they've been right about everything else. So you buy it for a while and you maybe even share some of this with mm -hmm. some of the people you care about because it's like very important information that's going to affect everybody on the planet. Right. Like maybe um, sometimes it's the uh, end of the world, but sometimes it's like aliens are going to land in Philadelphia at three o'clock. You just have to be there, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you're parents or your friends are wondering what the heck are you going to pennsylvania for and you say i can't tell you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and then you go and you find it doesn't happen and nothing goes there and then you're like throw away everything right including including the, the good information, information. That's, it's like that's i'm amazing. not gonna waste any of more and more of my time with this i'm gonna go to the bar and have a glass yeah. of wine yeah because obviously the other stuff was horse hockey mm -hmm. i could just have a wine if i want and watch mm -hmm. some tv mm -hmm. there's some good shows coming on yeah. Drop this hooey, hooey, balooey. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Yeah, it does. And I think that's the main aspect of hijackings, you know, that right. the person will then th throw everything away, um, including the good stuff. Which is uh, ironic, since the the very the very first um, the first <laughs> the first advice is to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. That's before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the thing is, you know. <clears throat> There's always red flags when a person is listening to another person's yeah. channeled information. If you get red flags and you do the truth in exercises on it, and if it comes false, 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 then just throw it away. There's other people, there's other channeled information, there's other things that are 100% accurate. Go there. Yeah, if you're going to pay your attention, pay yeah. your attention where it's um, all accurate. Exactly. Or at least not, with, uh, not littered with a trillion... What are the red flags? To me personally, are good point. Good point. What are the red are, flags? Give me when a, few. a person or the the channeled information requests that you give away your authority, 
or gives a really big, strong hopism energy, right? That you wait, wait, just wait, don't do anything because it's coming. When it gives the authority ways, like saviors are coming, deities are going to save us, somebody else is going to save us, or somebody else is going to fix the world, somebody else is going to do this, just wait, right? Or, and, and this, that type of thing. Anything yeah. that gives away your authority, to me, is a red flag. I will fix it for you. There's people who say that. That's a red flag, right? Right. And, I... and I'm the only person who can help you. It's also a red flag. These entities are the only people or the only beings that can help us. It's a red flag. Like their authority is proclaimed in some way beyond and above any and all authority. Yes, like including yours, particularly yours. Like this, the Council of okay. Nine one. Right. I am the beginning, I am the end, I am the emissary. But the original time I was on planet Earth was 34,000 years ago. I am the balance, and when I say I, I mean I am the emissary for the nine. It is not I, but it is the group. We are nine principles of the universe together as one. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue with that authority. Right. <laughs> they are the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that would be a red flag. It is a red flag. Now, with that bit of information, um, sometimes the channeler, because they have a program of giving away their authority, can interpret that in a way that um, is erroneous, right? So when I read that particular passage, Uh I could very quickly say, well, that could have been misinterpreted, for example. So that channeler, that one that's interpreting those words, is not somebody to listen to. However, if you look at the energy of it, to me, if you change that energy into the person who's listening, saying those words, then it starts to make more sense. Right? Do you see? So if the person listening is the I am the beginning, I am the end, I am the balance of nine energies on the planet. And I was balanced, as in came fully on, 35,000 years ago on the planet. Then it starts to make sense, doesn't it? Because at some point in the past, a few thousand years ago, it could have been 35,000, maybe less or maybe more. We decided as a species here on the planet to have a power over others experience. And that is an unbalanced experience. Do you see? Yep. So that's why, like, channeled information, sometimes when you look at it, you tap into it, you can see where it went wrong, where the interpretation or the translation went wrong. Because if you see it from the perspective of the person listening, that they are the beginning, they are the end, they used to be balanced and embodied nine uh, aspects of the universe. Mm -hmm. Nine principles of the universe together. Together in balance. If they were that, the person listening, then it says, I get a yes, it is true. And now we, most of the people here on the planet, we are unbalanced. But if we were to embody that again as a species, then we would be balanced again. And then we would be part of the universe again without, at a conscious level, not a subconscious level. Do you see? So that we come to the forefront. So it's all about interpretation. And I'm not saying that the, 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 the council, the, is it the council of nine or whatever, the nine? I don't, yeah, this is, a, that was a typical Council of mm-hmm. Nine message, and it's yeah. grandiose. If you give your power <clears throat> away, and if you interpret it from a power over others and godly energy sense, mm-hmm. it is indeed 
like that, grandiose. But I can tell you that each person who's listening to this podcast is a universal, eternal, divine being. What does that mean? They are the entire universe embodied. The beginning and the end and yes. all of those principles. Exactly. Yeah. Do you see? So do, do you see how that can be misinterpreted? Oh, yeah. And easily. how it has been misinterpreted and used and hijacked in ways to control the masses. It's something that with separation you can give your authority to. Yes. Or feel you ought to give your authority to. Mm-hmm. Or want it's to give your authority. Want to give your authority to even. Because you're still playing the victim aggressor and the limited yeah. aspect of yourself and the power over others game. You're still wanting to play that. You still want to be a child, right? Yeah. You don't want to grow up. You don't want to be the authority of your own life. So then, you, indeed, you would interpret those things in that way. Easy to do. Mm-hmm. It is. So, <clears throat> when we watch um, just sliding, because the, Cal- the Council of Nine is somehow in some way connected to Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yes, and Gene, Gene Roddenberry. Roddenberry. Yeah, Star Trek, the Council of Nine. That yeah. kind of thing. They're, they're kind of a, interconnected in a in some way. Of course, you know, because uh, yeah. all you can do is read other people's analyzations analyzation yeah. of what they consider this and that and the other. Right, What we right. see when we watch Star Trek is things that uh, we mostly couldn't have imagined. Although, mm-hmm. uh, when we watch it, then we start to imagine, for example, life on other planets and how it might go on. And, mm-hmm. So, and Star Trek... Star Trek life and... A, not know, the original series Star Trek, but the the next generation, Deep Space Nine... Uh, Voyager, all of those that came yeah. after were my favorite shows yeah, in my too. life, right? I would watch absolutely all of them and I would love everyone. Yeah. I loved that show until something happened within the shows that changed everything. Huh. And, and then I found out that, uh, Gene Roddenberry had died, right? And oh, really? there was, the writer team had changed. Now, I haven't checked the data on this, right? But if you want to, you listener can go and research it. This allegedly recordings of channeled information um, by the Council of Nine. There was a, an author, a guy who used to channel them. I think it was in the 70s. I can't exactly remember when. But he used to channel the, the Council of Nine. And there's recordings of these channelings and in those recordings there's Gene Roddenberry's voice asking questions hmm. right mm-hmm. his voice and himself and in name, by name asking questions to this these people these entities and again when I tap into that information it feels true and real and one of the things that gave me a big question mark I can't remember what year Gene Roddenberry died, but I do remember the situation because uh, some friends and I were extremely excited that he was going to do a press release where he said he was going to reveal all of where all the information and all the ideas for Star Trek had come. And he was going to reveal it all. And everybody, all the fans, because I was a fan, yeah. were uber excited. Uber right? excited. Where did he get his in, his inspiration from, right? 
<coughs> looking at it from a perspective of an audience that didn't think about channeled information or anything else. So extremely excited, waiting for the day, and the day was advertised and everything. I tried to look for the, um, Jane Roddenberry's la last PR release or whatever, so I yeah. haven't been able to find it anymore. But at the time, it was well known to a lot of fans. This is going to happen, and we were very, very excited because I was totally a Trekkie. Yeah. And then a few days or a day before or the day of or a week before, I can't remember when it was, it was very close to that date, he died. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So he was never able to do the press release. Dang it. I know. It's like, ugh. So when that happened, all of my alarm things went ding, 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 right? I thought, what the hell? So I started touching base with some people that I knew that were whistleblowers or worked with whistleblowers and other individuals. And I just started trying to get some information. And that's the first time I ever heard about the Council of Nine and the channeled information and all that type of thing. And when I looked at it and I started, um, I started to tap into the truth of and the interpretation of the whole Star Trek series with regards to the Council of Nine information or any other channeled information. Mm -hmm. And what I got was a, a, a dissonance, a very big dissonance between the two. Mm -hmm. That in some aspects, yes, he had tapped into and used some of that information, right? him and his co-writers or whatever. I think there was a team of writers. Um, but that there had been a higher level of governance decision and contract to hijack that information and make it into a soap opera, uh, a space opera. Right. A space opera means that, yeah, there's one or two species or more species who are at war, and earth, 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 earthlings are in the middle of it, and we're gonna, you know, be saved by the good guys, or so we need to grow up and become more warm and green and go out and defend ourselves, and blah, 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 right? When I tapped into that, the, the, the whole war thing, I knew it was false. There was nothing about intergalactic wars or battles of the empires or anything like that. That was the human small power or others game on earth being projected on and overlaid upon the information that wanted to come out from this channeled information. And it was very, very, very different. And often when you look at the series and you watch the series, you can pick up both streams. You can pick up, especially with the next generation and um, these space nines, you can pick up the actual information, which is a very deep feeling of empowerment and peace and a society which is ru uh, run through compassion and the feeding of creativity and skill where everybody really is supported in a big, big way. And there are no limits about what a person can have. As opposed to the whole uh, space opera of people are always trying to kill us, there's buddies out there, they're trying to destroy us, the human collective, they overtake us, 
turn us into drones and enslave us and all that type of stuff. There's two streams of energy running throughout, which is really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, this whole space opera part is the human construct that's put into and on top of the other stuff. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Gene himself was hijacked through, we'll give you millions of dollars, you know, <laughs> and you're going to get super famous and all the usual egoic drugs, girls, drugs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right? Gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how it feels. And, but at some point in his life, he changed his mind mm. and he thought it wasn't worth it. We really need to give out what the information's about. And, you know, actually the information, when you look at it, the actual information behind that channeling is boring to a person who's addicted to drama. Drama sells. Drama sells tickets for your, your movies. Drama sells tickets to your TV shows. You know, a lot of money and revenue by drama. But if you actually gave the the synopsis of the trajectory in the drama aspect, there's none. So that doesn't sell tickets, no. right? But it it kind of so the whole thing was hijacked at that level and pulled down. One of the things I found interesting also that we also read somewhere was that uh, Yuri Geller was involved. In this whole channeling of the the, the Council of Nine, and um, and other individuals who run with the information, but that Yuri Geller dropped it at some point. Yuri Geller is very ego driven, yeah, a very ego driven person. <clears throat> and I remember in, to, in the year two thousand, no, nineteen ninety nine, I think it was. Um, I ordered a book from him and at the time he wasn't doing very well financially because all his uh, um, enterprises and things were collapsing around him and for some reason his audience turned against him um, and from my perspective it was because at that moment in time he chose to guide people into enlightenment rather than the, dra- the drama of you know uh bending metal or whatever, right? He decided, um, I think him and his wife decided that it was going to be something else. It's going to be way, you know, I have this, all this influence, I have all this power, I can really teach people about en- enlightenment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And growth and how they can use these things, the whole, you know, CD things, you know, Without enlightenment, doesn't go very far, or whatever. So he wrote this amazing book, and I haven't found it again. Uh, it might be out there still, but I haven't actually found it again. That was all about growth and enlightenment. And I thought, wow, dude, you really did it. Because again, he was one of my heroes. You yep, know, I loved yep. his personality and everything. So um, he had this offer of, if you write me a letter, I will send you a signed book. Sweet. Right. So I wrote him a letter. And he indeed sent me a signed book. Oh, cool. Right? And in the letter, you had to give your address, your phone number, everything, so he can use it to send you the book. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm, that sounds like fishing. I know, right? A so, bit. a few days Talk later... a list. Yeah. A few days later, of course, I get a phone call from him. Oh. Yuri Geller. And he was nice. talking to me. We were talking for about two hours on the phone. An international call must have cost him a fortune. I was in Madrid at the time, living in Madrid, and... I remember the living room and tapping into his 
field of awareness and he was on the edge of, you know, go back to that egoic construct and get my money back and get my fortune back and not have to lose all my acquisitions mm, yeah. or continue in this path. Yeah. And we talked about it, you know, and he was like very keen on, you know, if you organize a few people, I'll come over to Madrid and I give a talk and, you know, we can work together. And then it just felt, there you go, you know, huh. taking over. And I, I went, no, and my hero died, you know. It's like, it just died. And I was so, like, heartbroken because I could feel it. I could feel that that desperation or, or that fear of losing it all, which I've seen in other famous people too, was right there, right there. And it was like a juncture... And he was going the other way. And there was nothing I could do. It's like, I don't have any contacts in Madrid. I can't, you know, offer you this. I can't create an event for you to come so that you can move forward with this, you know? And it was like crack, you know, like a crack. And oh my God. You know, when you're a young person and one of your heroes dies in your phone... (laughs) I cried for days, you know, it's like, it was heartbreaking. Well, so people understand, because, I mean, I have an idea of what you're meaning, mm-hmm. how it was that it broke, but what do you mean specifically? How did he is, how did it break? Because there's many people who would say, oh, well, he wants to do an event with you, or have you organize an event for, or with him. It sounds like a grand invitation. How does it interpret it as breaking your, breaking it, breaking it, um, how would you interpret it? What do you think happened? Mm, well, what I'm trying to do is say that it's not easily or clearly understood to people who might be listening how him calling you and uh, asking after a long conversation, maybe gather some people, we can come have a talk, how that would be destroying anything in your mind. Well, that wasn't, you know, it was almost like, I can't remember the exact conversation, but the bits that I do remember, it was almost like, I will do anything. I will say whatever you want, as long as you can organize this for me. It wasn't from the purity of, this is my message, right? Right. It was almost like he had already passed the point of, I tried this and it failed on me and now I'm losing an entire fortune. So I'll do anything. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Right. Just tell me what your audience wants to hear and I'll say that. Right. Do you see? Yeah, of course. And when you say it that way, easily, yeah. Mm. You can see that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, um, of course, naturally speaking from experience, when I hear something like that, it sounds like a poor little kitten in the gutter who needs uh, brushed off and fluffed back up. Shh, <laughs> back on mission, mister. And here's what you're here for. And uh, I'll tell you what you need to say, which is what you're supposed to say. <laughs> and you're not supposed to X, Y, Z. In other words, right. save him. <laughs> right. Because you have that energy in you. You have the savior energy. Yeah, and it's hard. And you always think the best of people. Right. I and you have taken kittens out of the gutter and brushed them and put them out into the world. And they uh-huh. scratch everybody, you know. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't have a 100% track record of success. No. No, it does seem that that 
There's a general misunderstanding that you can change another. That if you input X, Y, Z into another person, you can change them mm. into what it is that you hold as your image of them, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that they are who they are, and mm-hmm. they will stay or change who they are only based on themselves. Yes. They're not, it isn't in your input that changes no, them. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. But what words you're saying, the inputs that you're giving, really are just taken by them and their own hearing mm-hmm. to reinforce what it is that they are mostly basically going to do anyway. So in the case of Yuri, for example, if you said, okay, yes, and you brought him in and you told him what it is that he should say, and uh, in the sense of telling him he needs to say what he's here to say, mm-hmm. not what anybody tells him to say, he's only going to hear the parts that reinforce the Whatever reality decision, chosen, the yeah, decision exactly. he's already made. It. Right. So it will appear to you like you've helped him, mm-hmm. but in fact it's not different, right? Yeah. And since then, you know... Um, I remember watching him in a show with a really, really famous young street magician, yeah, a trickster. I remember, I remember recently, yeah. Yeah, it was a few years ago now, and you could see his face, like, like, saying, oh my God, I can't do this type thing, yeah. right? He, they were going to do a whole series of shows, and his face was just like defeat, you know, when the other guy was going on and doing his whole drama thing, and his tricks and drama and everything else and he's just watching him and the face on Yuri Gerler I thought dude just step away man just step away and he did he stopped the series he didn't continue with it but then very recently I saw him when somebody with authority said yep he did work for the CIA because he'd been saying for years I used to work for the CIA and I worked Mm. for them and I did this for them and I was a spy for them and I did this and this and the other for them Yep. And nobody believed him. Everybody thought he was a total BS, right? Trying to use it to make himself more important. Important and authoritative. Authoritative, yeah. And even the CIA said, we don't know who this person is. <laughs> of course. And then this person of authority said, yeah, yep, that's right. Yuri Gale was part of this team and we worked for the CIA <laughs> and everything else. And he was so happy. <laughs> he was so happy. I told everybody, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, not born American, but I believe in America and I worked for the CIA you know, to forward the freedom and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, my God, dude, really? Are you say, Are you really saying that? And it was all ego again. Yeah. His ego always takes him over. But does he have abilities? Does he have skills? Can he channel? Can he bend spoons? Can he do all these things? Yes, he can. And I can tell you one thing. I don't know if anybody else can find that book anymore. It's probably out of print. But it was the most beautiful book I had seen in my life. Wow. It was gorgeous. It was full of beauty, magic, feeling, mysticism. It was amazing. It was the most amazing book. I used to look at it. I used to open it up and read the messages in it just with a flower in my heart, you know? (laughs) It was so good. It was like it gave you that sense of we're on the right track. You know, human collective can do this. We can you know, step up and awaken and all these things. But it was a moment in time in his life and he did it. And then his fears took over. And as soon as his fears took over, of course, he became uh, part of that victim aggressor of the paradigm of power over others. He 
basically became drivable too. Yes. So he could be steered by others. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I think the whole purpose point of power over others, and that's mm-hmm. why I guess the number one, the number one tool I think you brought to the the awareness of everyone is the fear processing mm-hmm. tool. Yeah, and one of the things he said, I remember, because I wanted to talk to him about the book, you know, when we talked, and he was saying, you know, he said, I'm not sure if I did the right thing (laughs) with this book. I'm really glad you like it, but haven't had many sales. And I know it's so depressing when he's like, the most most ideal thing in the world doesn't get much... It's shadow banned, right? Shadow banned, or much publisher action, or Mm -hmm. much attention, but... You know it's pure and real. Mm-hmm. That's it's such a paradox. It is, yeah. But if you look at oh, just before but, we but, continue with yeah, him yeah, yeah. about books, uh, shadow band and whatevers, just mm. to let everybody know, yes, that the Earth Files, the, Earth the, book, Files, the book, the second book of the Return series, the by real second Benz, book, your second is book of the published. It's published, and if you get it before the end of June, twenty twenty two. This is like you were going to get a bonus, a bonus? Invitation, invitation to a Q&A with me, the author, in July. A July Q&A call yeah. on the Earth Files? Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a great call. So if you get that book. Yeah, get it before yes. the 5th. Well, where do you got to get it? In Eliabenz.com, of course. Okay, at Eliabenz.com. Mm-hmm. And Lulu.com. If, if you, you want the physical Lulu, book. Yeah, the physical copy is at Lulu.com. Right. And the digital copy is in com in, in the store. So to get an invitation, do you have to buy the... Either. You're going to get the invitation with either. Either one of them you'll get an invitation? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. super. Or both. You can I get mean, both. I'd like to get both if it were yes. me, because I, I have usually... the physical book on the shelf. And the digital And the digital one in my stuff, so I can read it either which way I want. Yes. And I love to me touch too. the book. Me too. It just feels good to touch it. I know. You know, the power goes out, you have a candle, you still have the book. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, my favorite books, I have them in both formats. All oh, of them. me too, always. Because I always think, well, if, yeah, if we lose power or whatever, I don't, or the digital age ends, I'll have my book. My I don't ever books. want to not have it in yeah. some form. Yeah. I want it to be a part of my life forever, right, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I agree. So, going back to the Council of Nine, Yuri Gerler and his book. and yeah. <sighs> I was going to say, and I lost it because <sighs> you excited me too much. distraction <laughs> Too much. much. Okay, no, I got it. So, the drama that sells. I think that's related to the purpose and the reason so many souls came to the planet to have drama games in mm-hmm. Light Dark Real. It was like so interesting. And yeah. it's that, that it's a interesting different type of interesting. Yeah. That's what uh, drama. I mean, we can tell the story of almost every movie. In a four, five scene plot, right? Yes. Boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love, boy and girl get in a fight, girl and boy go off somewhere else and uh, realize how much they love each other and they get back together at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a hundred romance novels, a thousand movies, mm-hmm. they're the same plot. Mm-hmm. But it's the experience and how it's uh, dramatized. Mm-hmm. That makes this story better than that story, or this one interesting, even though it's the same one, but there's different colored <laughs> hair, and there's different colored eyes, and you know, <laughs> it's how the story's going to go, we already know from the start, but it's very, very interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like how many, why we could have a 10,000 lives on the planet, 
almost the same cycle. Mm -hmm. So it it might be related, but as we move through a split, we're shifting from one set of this is what I'm interested in to a different set of this is what I'm interested in. Exploration, creativity, expansion of awareness, uh, the exploration of different species, and that's what we'll come back to the, the communication stuff, channeled information, getting to know new species. To me, that's interesting. Yeah. So I want to read a little bit of one channeled message. From? The most recent one from uh, Arcturians. Oh, this is not the Council of Nine. No. Okay. We're going to shift channels a little bit because... I don't know much about the channel, channel, to Council of Nine. The Council of Nine. Can, Council of Nine. Okay. I mean, I liked Star Trek. I really loved the uh, space, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that Star Trek and the Council of Nine were linked in any way, yes. shape, or form. And I've heard different data points about the the link between the two. Yeah. And one data point says it was right from the beginning, but yeah. the data point that I felt was more truthful talked about how Gene. Uh, had the the connection with the Council of Nine after he had done the first Star Trek series. Yeah. So he, he after the first Star Trek series, he was stuck uh, on what to do next, and he started going to these channeled for inspiration. In a yeah, way. for inspiration, hmm. channeled things, and then he took a lot of information from there and took it forward in different works, um, and so. That's why I've, I've never actually liked the first Star Trek series, <laughs> except for a few bits of data, which is like the cell phones and different technologies that I've also heard that the whole thing was written to put in those bits of information to the masses, like the cell phones, you know, you click open, you know, like flip open phones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And other little bits and bobs to start introducing those ideas into the human collective so that when they actually came, they weren't that weird, right? Totally. Your communicator on Star Trek and yes. your cell phone, flip phone, were exactly the exactly same thing. Exactly the same thing, right. So I, I heard that one before, that that was information given to him by the government, that he had been working with the government for a long time uh, to add into the scripts and to the stories, um, him and the group of writers, right? Um but the other part also was part of that, you know. And if we think about your girl working for the CIA, your girl working, channeling the the the, the Council of Nine, your girl being listened by um, Jean Roddenberry, you know, all these things fit together in a very neat way of what do we want to put into the subconscious awareness of the masses, right? It fits very nicely into it. And how do we... Because if you have a, a, a line of truth and then you wrap up your own message around that line of truth, right? it gets put into this collective because people resonate with truth. Right. And then yeah. they bring along what you've exactly wrapped it in. Exactly, what you've wrapped it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we're reading in the Naked Bible book. Oh, my that. gosh. It's yeah, like we have to do a whole... Series of podcasts on that book, I can tell you. <laughs> I, know, I was shocked and surprised, man. That just uh, Shocked and surprised. If you haven't read that book, you have to go get it and read it. Or, yeah, give it a gander. Yeah. It's pretty far. Yeah. It's just interpreting Hebrew to whatever, whatever, whatever. Just doing the interpretation and then altering and translating yeah. words and taking their meaning completely 
uh, you know, how it's written, of, yeah. how it's written to give a different message is super. Really, and apparently, it was easy. And sometimes not even a different message. Not even a different message. It's yeah. the actual message, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's worth worth looking at. We're not, we're only a quarter of the way in or so, so I'm not mm. going to give a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, wow, that was some pretty interesting stuff <laughs> that right. I'm going to take a look and I'm going to dig in a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, we both had the same kind of experience with church and uh, going there. State, and, yeah. Yeah, it was like, what the heck? Yeah. Because there's a truth and now there's not. What's going on? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, I was going to, well, why I was going to share this, this is just randomly the most recent message. From? It's called onenessofall.com. Okay. It's channeled information from um, an Arcturian Arcturians. collective. Arcturians. Okay, Arcturians. Arcturian is Arcturus is a star. Arcturians are a general race of uh, extraterrestrial. Okay, That's got how it. That's shared. Mm-hmm. Now I've been listening and reading these ones since I don't know twenty ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. A long, 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 long time, and they never stopped in my mind being uh, reasonably good. Oh, okay. But there was never any landing coming of Arcturians that I had to go meet up with mm-hmm. there was never a day did they call I... you beloved no okay <laughs> it's about oneness and it was what attracted me to it because at the time you on 2010 11 you had said something about oneness oneness being a state of being mm-hmm. and it was unclear to me what exactly that was so you went for an explanation so i had to go look for what is it all about mm-hmm. and one of the things i found was the book oneness oh yeah by Russia, Russia, and Journey to Oneness. Oh, and those yes, books yeah. became like my Bible, basically. Yeah, and so the journey uh, books. The, the journey, journey book is nice. My yeah. journey. Yeah. When I read it, I had that a journey experience. Each yeah. one of those either were it was the strangest book. I swear. <laughs> I read a couple of lines or a couple of pages, and that's all I could like read. And then you would have and that I'd experience, have that experience. In physical life, or yeah. I'd be go through a thing in my life. And then I pick up the book, and the next three pages had to do with what I just experienced. <laughs> and when I, um, I've heard that a lot about group, those people, yeah. When I joined a group of uh, people who have been reading that book, they had the same experiences happening to them. Like, <laughs> and what happened to that engaged, group? It's still current. It still happens. Yeah. It's not like a. Is um, it a an online group or is it a physical group or? Well, there's a Facebook page and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Got there's it. not a. It's not a There's group. supposed to be, if you read The Journey to Oneness, what she's supposed to be doing is... Giving classes. Doing a physical Physical events. And... Where people can uh, share their, you know, gather their tribe, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But she's not exactly... She's, she's exactly a lone wolf. wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, huh? Right, so it's not happened yet. Right. Doesn't mean it won't, but it, it still hasn't yet happened. Yeah. I sure hope uh, she hasn't been hijacked and jabbed and stuff. <laughs> I hope so, too. I know the last communications I had with her, she actually emailed me a few times. I ended the... Well, I, I told her the reason that she was having this much difficulty is because she, as she has shared, is supposed to be doing these things in a physical way mm-hmm. and not in a... Oh, I remember that, way. yeah. And yeah. she never answered me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like, oopsie. Yeah, I remember you said that to her. Mm-hmm. I wish... Well, anyways, that that book... And that journey, I mean, that's not complete yet. Mm-hmm. It's still an ongoing thing. And this yeah. onenessofall.com, Arcturian mm, channeled information, mm-hmm. it, it, um, if it, 
I don't know how to... Here, I'll, I'll give a sample. Yeah, just Here's give a, a sample. sample. And you can tell me what you feel about it. Yeah. This is the end of the most current message. Okay. When you are happy, doing what you love, your energy vibrates at a higher frequency, because love and joy are the reality. Because there is only one, the state of your consciousness affects everyone else. Spending time in the nature, smelling and appreciating the beauty of a flower, watching children play, reading a good book, talking with friends, doing work you love, or engaging in a creative activity that you enjoy are all spiritual activities, because they lift your energy into a higher frequency. The belief that you are not being spiritual when you engage in activities other than conscious worship or formal prayer reflects old religious teachings and dogmas that remain alive and well even today. Teachings that say the enjoyment of ordinary human living is not spiritual are still prevalent in some churches, even to the point of dictating rules regarding which activities exactly are spiritual and are permitted and which are sins worthy of punishment. It has long been taught that suffering brings a person closer to God, that in order to become holy a person must suffer and offer the suffering to God in reparation for their innate human sinfulness, as if God could be happy in the suffering of itself individualized. Some believe that if they aren't suffering enough, they must help things along through activities that bring about physical pain. If suffering existed in divine mind, it would be permanently held in place by divine law, never to be healed or changed. I don't understand what that means, but... These teachings began long ago because they allowed those in power, especially religious power, to control and take from the lives of a majority that was uneducated and naive. Most of you have lived lives under the influence of these beliefs and may find that they occasionally pop up in your thinking about suffering. Suffering can indeed be a wake-up call for those who need it, but concepts about suffering giving pleasure to God must be seen for the nonsense they represent and once and for all be let go. Know that God does not, never has, and never will take pleasure in the suffering of itself as you. Hmm. Really accurate, 100%. Wow. A++. This is, uh, like I said, this is the one that stuck around and has never really gone wayward for me. And the end of it is, it's, it's, there was, yeah, but now if we looked at the entirety of the message mm -hmm. to see if there's anything wrapped around oh, that right. truth, what will we yeah. find? Let's know. see, we'll take a random, random paragraph. Yeah, many young people today are rejecting commonly accepted three-dimensional rules and regulations to the dismay of their parents. Large numbers of very evolved souls chose to incarnate at this time in order to add the light of their evolved consciousness to the collective. Does that sound right? Yep. The majority of them long ago evolved beyond what the Earth's present-day belief system still considers to be real and important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To their evolved state of consciousness, many current three-dimensional rules and regulations just seem silly and unimportant and irrelevant. Yep, that's accurate. The density of Earth's energy prevents them from actually remembering who they are and why they came. That's the fog. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand why they are different and frequently do not fit in with their peers. Mm -hmm. Because of this, many have become depressed, confused, and even suicidal. However... Yeah. With time and maturity, most will eventually come to understand that they must play the three-dimensional game a bit in order to be understood by those not yet at their level of awareness and do what they came to do. Yep, that's accurate. Parents do not try to force these children into three-dimensional molds they have evolved beyond. They need loving guidance for a living in a world that does not really fully resonate with them, 
but allow your intuition to guide you rather than societal opinion. Fear is the reason so many continue holding fast to absolute beliefs, even when they have resulted in painful, unfulfilling, and sometimes downright horrible life experiences. Fear is nothing more than an expression of separation consciousness and is the underlying source of every discord on earth. Yeah, that's what I teach as well. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so far you haven't read anything that feels untruth, untruth or, you know, untruthful or manipulative. Hmm. Being light does not mean you must always be consciously thinking of spiritual truths. Once a consciousness of truth and oneness is attained, it's yours forever and will continue to spiritually unfold because consciousness is infinite. Know that you can never revert to an outgrown state of consciousness, even if you should try, as some have done in the hope that it would make life easier. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Alrighty. Yes. Well, um, Sometimes, often, um, spending a moment at least in a, like a paragraph or two, or this comes in an email once in, once in a while, mm -hmm. it seems like it, it's pretty well grounded. So even though when we explored channeling, we explored um, where they get hijacked, mm -hmm. it is also true that they don't get hijacked. Yes, it is also true that some channelers, I mean, this bits that we've read so far there's absolutely no hijacking in those sentences and those paragraphs none so from that perspective the best weapon you can use when scanning channeled information is the truthing exercises from the class that uh, it's at my website that gives you the authority back of what's true what is not true what is real what isn't real and people and information and channeled or not, right? Because some people give this information straight out without channeling it from a different entity. There's nothing there that I haven't spoken about. Nothing. And that information that I give is not channeled, right? Right. So whether it's channeled or not channeled, whether a teacher or channels whatever's, physical teacher, channel teacher, whatever's, or guide, truth it use the exercises learn how to tell the truth from lies and be your own authority your own author of your reality right be yeah. that embody it really really embody it totally perfect mm. okay honey. Yeah. oh before we say goodbye a couple oh. more things okay so on our subscribe star and walk with me now we're coming we're having a class come up okay right? good so uh, June the June, class. the June class. Make sure you're subscribed to one of those to get to the class. Walk with me now or subscribe star. Yeah. Don't forget about our second yeah. hour for this podcast. It's going to come up in a few days on subscribe star and walk with me now. Right. So if you're interested in this channeling or you have more questions, you're going to probably get some deeper questions. I'm sure Adelina yes. and Ellie are going to like have plenty exactly. to ask about channeling. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's a conversation we can continue anyways uh -huh. with different aspects of it okay um another thing that i wanted to talk to individuals about is that at the moment we've had guidance to increase our newsletter subscribe base subscriber base right and number of people um receiving information receiving the newsletter exactly just to the receive, newsletter which that's yeah, it that's it the newsletter is free 
It's right, free. and you're gonna get bonuses when people subscribe and everything. You know, when you get these newsletters, we have offers and all sorts of things, but also a lot of really good information. Okay, generally a good article. Go there, subscribe to the newsletter, but also please make this viral. The call, the guidance we received was make this newsletter go viral on the planet. So, our request to you to support us is to share the newsletter and then link to it and encourage all your friends and family and relatives and your lists, email lists, to subscribe to the newsletter at ineliabenz.com. That's all we ask. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's free. That's it. It's free. And the articles that come are just like what I read. Uh-huh. Information that's empowering, powerful, and not extremely, hijacked. Extremely, extremely important at this time. Information also, right? Right. It's <laughs> really very important. Access to the data is the important part. Yes. Right? Supporting the data, supporting the process comes mm-hmm. in many ways. Yes. Your chi, your energy are may increase in our ability to do. Mm-hmm. Your uh, sharing of the data with those who are looking for it. How yeah. do I find it? I'm going to walk down the road and which, <laughs> which mailbox is going to have the data I'm looking for in it. Yeah. If, if, if you open the mailbox and look in, well, I'm not saying you go to across the street and do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you open your email box and it has, hey, I get this newsletter from Anneli Bands. It's been so on spot mm-hmm. for the time and the experiences that I've been having. I thought that you would enjoy it too. If I saw that in my inbox, I would look. Yes. So do that. Right. And one last shout out. Yes, yes. We want to thank... Dan Coulter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan. Thanks, Dan. We got the birthday present. Mm. Um, I know we took a little while to say thank you. Uh, but it's been absolutely fantastic. You sent us, you send us regular donations. And beautiful They're cards. Beautiful, beautiful cards and beautiful, beautiful messages. We really appreciate it. It has made a huge difference to our lives. Thank you so much. A big, big thank you to Dan. <laughs> yes. All right. Do you feel complete, honey? Yes, complete. Thank you. I love you, honey. I love you too. Mm-hmm.